Back at it. Yo. Howdy. What is up, my peoples? You know, I feel like we had a decent enough, like, perfectly serviceable intro we could have used. And then we lost it all, and I forgot how the intro went. And we're going to try and recapture that magic, and it's not going to work. America, um, this will shock you, appall you, even in your soul, maybe. Um, We're still fuck-ups. And while we are increasingly improving our ability to record and the audio quality of this podcast, uh, sans, well, they did, we'll get to that in a second, Um, we're still fuck-ups, and uh, we're still learning, and we did a whole intro, and now we're here again. So here's the new intro. Welcome. Thank you for coming. Uh, This is the Campfire Freedom Podcast. Featuring, as always, uh, Sage, who is I. <laughs> I had I had something. So, uh, Clay, who is I, and Gizmo. Ayo. I, and in, just like in the last intro, the past few weeks I've yeah, because they heard that one. Uh, they've heard a few, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> I I feel. That I've been taking a monopoly on these intros, and I don't mean to. It's just literally the natural flow of what we've been doing. That's just. Uh, Did you just call yourself a natural leader? Is that what just happened? No. That's certainly what it seemed like. Uh, if the shoe fits, though. Oh. I mean, would you interrupt Patton as he's invading the Suez Canal? This man just compared himself. To General Patton. General Patton believed in reincarnation. I might be General Patton right now. He's definitely take the, taking a big dip in his qualifications because he used to think he was Alexander the fucking Great, too. So if he's right and it was Alexander the Great and then like it was Patton and then it's me, he's really fucked up his karma somewhere. Yeah, he's running downhill no, fast. Hey, no arguments here, okay? <laughs> no arguments here. Should have let him nuke Korea. That was Patton, wasn't it? Yeah, no, he. It's so interesting thing about him. That was a weird way to answer that. No, but I think. Yeah. He's, no. Uh. No, but I think he's right. It. Well, <laughs> I don't. I don't know specifics, but Patton was the Patton was the dude that was like. In Patton the, essentially went to the sitting president Tru, Truman. No. No, it was after Truman. Definitely Eisenhower? not Truman. Eisenhower. Eisenhower. Kind of, Patton Eisenhower. went to Eisenhower and essentially said, "Give me fifty nukes and I will win the Korean War." Dude, I mean, yeah, like that'll right do now. it, dude. In 1945, when the mechanized, when his mechanized divisions were occupying Berlin, um, like this, it was like right after, right after Japan signed the peace treaty, everyone and their mother knew that the next big thing was going to be the Western allies against the Soviet Union, but they wanted to play it safe. Patton immediately, he sent a missive to Eisenhower that was like, hey, let me invade Moscow. I'll do it right now. He said, I'll drive from Berlin to fucking Moscow. It ain't the winter. I'm fucking Patton. They ain't got shit against me. I'm fucking I mean, that was basically his missive. like, I'm fucking Patton. We're the best. Let me invade Moscow, and they're like, no. And I mean, but he, he was right though. I mean, I, he was smart about I mean, it. They everyone, didn't have nukes yet. They should have fucking let him. Yeah, everyone like everyone knew that was going to be the next big thing. And like Clay has pointed out, they didn't have fucking nukes at the time. 
But so fuck them. I mean, in my alternate reality, that crushes communism in the cradle. Yes, absolutely it does. Yeah. Also, I think like my reverb is ever so slightly different now. And it's like slowing me down, and I notice myself slowing down when I talk, and I don't like it, and I would like it to go back to the way that it was. You're, you're That's one why I took one of mine off my ear, because it's it bothers me a little bit to hear myself, but when I do it like this, I can also hear myself out of my right ear, so it makes it a little bit better. But like I'm saying, before the audio mishap, this was not happening, and now it is. Mm-mm. Vegas. So so no for okay, so oh, for me you're one for one. Okay. For me I'm like one point oh one to one. That's even worse than a big delay. I know. <laughs> pop pop an ear off. Pop an ear off and just Just go out. with it. Okay. Cause cause so infida is probably good. Uh it, by the way, America, all that is to say that uh we're using headphones now. <laughs> With our mic, you America means fuck all, because yeah. <laughs> uh, when we did when we did that wonderful episode with Rollo about Bitcoin, uh, again probably the most informative, most professional damn podcast we've ever had. Uh, when we started it, when we started rolling, we did not mic check or anything. We just looked at the wavelengths. We said it was good and everything. Mistakes uh, were made. I am loud by nature, uh, even when even when the audio is appropriately leveled. I'm always the loudest. Uh, apparently, before Gizmo got into the weeds of it and edited it heavily, I was fucking blowing out eardrums. Yeah, it, it it was very loud. So, fast forward to this week and stuff. We have purchased an audio splitter and everything else, which. We were going to get it anyway because with the guest stuff we've been doing, it made sense to help us with like Zoom calls and meetings and, and everything else to not get like if we're speaking in and they're hearing us through a computer mic into their mics and you're getting all these fucking audio issues. It made sense for that anyway. But also now we're all headphoned up and mic'd up and this is our first time doing it. Double cheeked so, up. So. Still a little bit of issue on our end, but hopefully it helps us with the audio issues because we can f- hear ourselves in real time. Yeah. Uh, so with all that out of the way, how's everybody's weeks going? Been all right. I'm uh, kind of flying solo at work. My manager's out of town in meetings, and uh, my coworker is on vacation. Up. Yeah, speak up a little bit. I just need to, I guess I talk louder rather than putting it any closer to my face. Cool. No? Keep talking. And say what? You hear that, Sage? A little crackle? The crackle. I hear yeah. it too. It started doing that at the end of the episode last time when we were recording and you had that loud ass crackle like that. Yeah. And I had to take the entire ass end out of the episode. So why are we crackling? I don't know. know. It's that mic. That's the only mic mic that does it, yeah. I don't know. I still hear it. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be that bad, just because last time it was the crackle at, like, 
80 decibels. But that's the thing. It's like, because at the end of it, it was, we were having that crackle. And then for you and me, and I'm assuming it was because we were sitting together, there was a, like, 10-minute section of it where it was extremely unbearably loud. And then it evened out again. And it was yeah. still in the background, but then, but th- we didn't sound tinny. Like, there was a crackle, but then the audio, like, our quality was the same. It still sounded good, but it just... crackle over top of it? I hear it awful when I... Uh, now it. it's worse. Yeah, when you, when you talk, it's loud. Uh, Why the fuck is it doing that? No idea. Well, and it's talk. just that mic. Um, I was going to suggest something. Dumb. I was going to say, what if I unplug it and replug it? Shit, fucking do it. Is it not gonna just gonna crash the whole shit again? No, that was because I was using the hard drive to record. But, but off here's of the thing: is like literally. Each other's weeks. We were. How we were. how was your week? Uh, it's been all right. Like I said, uh, my manager's out of town for a few days, and my coworkers on vacation. And it's the middle of summer, so it's construction season. So we're stupid busy, and that's been fun. But we're you, making it through. You don't make commission or anything, right? Nope. That's fucking bullshit. Oh fuck that. That's how you think. You're the one coordinating all of it. You should make fucking commission. Not not really. I, I don't. I don't think I'm being shorted by not being paid commission. Okay, I, that's fair. I, I guess my question to that is, is, does your company have a sales division that makes commissions? Yeah, I mean, so the deals that I coordinate are nine times out of ten sent to me by a salesman in the field. Okay. That man you. makes commissions. So here's my question then. Would you make more money as one of them, do you think? Um, probably. Um but I would kill myself before I got the first paycheck because their job is goddamn miserable. I I get. That. I have no desire to go into outside sales. I get that because I I know some, not not in construction, but I do know some uh, through my father. My father is good friends with a real estate agent who's very successful and also a car salesman who's very successful. Mm-hmm. And hanging out with them is talking to them between phone calls. Yes. It's 9 o'clock at night, we're at a bar, we're having a good time, and they spend half of the fucking time on the outside of the bar answering fucking phone calls, so I get that. If you don't pick that phone up, you don't fucking eat. Yeah. That's, when I was doing sales at the other place, it was the same way. Like, you're, you're, you've, like you said, you've got to pick up the fucking phone. You know, in my industry, if you're a tech, the saying is, slow feet don't eat. And it's the same thing with sales. If the the only sale that you're not going to get 100% of the time is the one that, well, you don't pick up the fucking phone for. Yep. We actually had to fire a salesman out of another branch not too long ago because he was, um, like, the regional sales manager went on a ride along with him to see why his numbers were so Do you have low. any idea how to use a fucking match, Sage? I'm going to say no. Dude, that thing had a good burn on it till about five fucking seconds ago so yeah i mean bro you can't light it with the phosphorus isn't that phosphorus i think it used to be phosphorus i don't think it is anymore (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, are they still phosphorus? I don't know. I'm don't pretty know. sure they are. It, it could be. I don't know. Pretty sure. So wait for the phosphorus to burn and burn it with the wood. Is that what you're about to tell me? Yeah. Turn yeah. like light it and hold it down because flame travels up. So hold it down at an angle so the flame travels up the wood and catches the wood on we're, fire. We're smoking cigars. We'll get to why in a moment once we get around the table. But I am trying to relight mine. Apparently, I'm the only classy fucker sitting at this table. No one has ever accused you of being that. You know what? I was trying to turn over a new leaf here, but I see that's not going to happen this episode. Jesus Christ, man, you look like a fucking five-year-old. Let me show you something. There's got to be the striker. The other pack worked perfectly fine. Would you like the other pack? No, watch. He's going to hit one time on this fucking pack and make me look like a fucking idiot. I fucking hate you. And we're lighting... We're puffing. We're pulling the flame into the cigar, as one does. Top bit seems to be lit. Still, run out of match. We're running out of match. Match is out. The cigar is relit. Success. We're good. First strike. Fuck off. First strike. Guess my how's your week? It was good. Um. I guess we can just kind of do a little update on everybody, bore everybody to fucking death. Um, we will get into. Um, I will get into it later about more about my week, about what I was gonna talk about. One of oh, the subjects. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Had a good week. I had a really productive week uh, doing some things that we will talk about later in the episode. Yeah, because it's kind of relevant to what we were doing. Yeah. Um, for me, I actually have some decent news. Uh, I have accepted a new job uh, that's more pay, don't have to be on call or anything, it'll let me finish my master's degree, all good shit. Uh, their HR department called me today and mentioned that just by being a new hire, no contract obligation. Being a new like, whore. Whore. Do kind of feel like a whore sometimes being a nurse. But anyway, uh, being a new hire, uh, they have a sign-on bonus that was... Decent, substantial, easy money for a man who didn't have to be on a contract to get it. Uh, and we were doing the podcast together anyway, and I'm in a, I'm in like a two week transition period between jobs. Uh, but I had enough PTO at the last job that it's all paid for and excess and stuff. I'm in a, I'm in a pretty sweet place the rest of this week and next week. Uh, so we kind of reignited something that they've been doing on uh cff before i was even a member of it back in the gizmo mads days with the cigars we're smoking some cigars on my back porch here uh i'm i'm a big fan of whiskey diesels i think the last time we smoked cigars i was smoking whiskey diesel the place i went to right across where i'm at now didn't have diesels but they did have and the guys are smoking something else. Uh, but the one I'm smoking is an Esteban Unforsaken. Recommended to me because they said it was whiskey diesels, full body and stuff. And the boys are smoking... Uh, Christoph Sumatra. Yeah, Christoph Sumatras. Which, are they good? Yes. Good? Yeah, it's good. Like them? It's good. good. I bought, my one, bought me one as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what we're smoking right now. I got a little bit of the JMO out here. We're, we're, uh, we're, we're feeling good about the day. It's We're actually getting to record outside feels good outside right now uh nice time i'm in a good place and i'm i'm with my brother so what are Liberty. you doing, doing um good. what's what's the new job 
like, I mean, obviously not where the fuck you're working, but, like, what are you going to be doing? So, I will be working in a neurosurgery uh, office. So, um, instead of being, so, I was originally an ER nurse. Uh, for the majority of this podcast, I've been in an endoscopy clinic, and we've talked about that before. This this job's a lot different. This is uh, working in office, no call, no holidays, no weekends. Uh, it's not a nine to five, uh, but the reason why it's not a nine to five is Monday through Thursday. It is a eight. It's an eight to five gig, so it's a nine hour gig. But it, but the reason why they do this because on Fridays they want to get out early. So on Fridays I get out at two. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, and that's why. And I'm I'm so about that. I've, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I think wholeheartedly, like just everywhere in general. If you want employee satisfaction, put your employees on a four day ten hour a week, and yeah. no one will complain. Yeah. No one will I, I don't know about anyone that. who prefers five eighths to four tenths. Yeah. If you give someone the opportunity to parse it down like that, they will always say yes because at the end of the day, you're going to get more time off. Could also be yeah. a fucking schmuck and work five tens like me. You could also be a fucking schmuck and work five tens. Like when I was doing, uh, when I was at the last company and I was doing sales and some install, I was actually working seven fourteens. So, uh, Mark. Fuck. Yeah, dude. Well, for, gr- like for three years straight, with um, it wasn't obviously three years straight, but three months during the summer. Out of those three years, so nine months in total, I worked seven, fourteen-hour days for three fucking months. Dude, was that's, it? well, my grandfather first started as a pipe fitter. Like, yeah, he did seven twelves for two years straight. Mm-hmm. Made. More money, again, no degree, wasn't even very good in high school. Shit, and this was, you know, late 70s, early 80s when you could do stuff like this. But it's, like, great money. Like, insane money, especially for someone that, like, barely has a high school diploma. But seven twelves for two whole years. I was working with some guys at um, a project on the local military base doing electrical out there and those guys were working seven sixteens and one guy that i was working with no shit one guy that i was working with he told me i asked him i was like man i'm just curious what are you doing when this job's over because he had been there since the start and um it was his i think it was like a year and a half he had been there something like that not terribly long but um he said that he planned a trip he was going uh, whatever kind of hunting that is in Africa, where you safari. go like safari hunting, like doing like, big game big and game stuff hunt. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he said I'm gonna go on a big game hunt all across Africa, and then I want to get and he listed off the animals he want. I can't remember what the fuck they were now, but he listed off all of the places you want to go hunt, all the animals and everything. And then he said I'm gonna go to Jamaica, then I'm gonna go to Hawaii, and then I'm gonna gonna go, and then I'm gonna go to a couple more tropical islands. I don't know which ones yet, but. I'm going to spend probably three or four years just going to Tropical Island stuff. And I was like, dude, I know people don't like to discuss this, but how much fucking money do you have saved? Because he was like, he bought a car, a little Honda, to drive back and forth to work. And um, he stayed in a hotel room. Like, he did not have a house. He stayed in a fucking hotel room right next to the military base. 
And he said, I, right now, I have right at $180,000 sitting in a bank account, and I've already paid for my trip to Africa, and I've paid for my trip to Hawaii, and the other, whatever fucking other island I want to go to. I, I, I tell you right now, man. And, I mean, it's fucking stupid money. And like, he, he has a GED. I don't, I don't regret becoming a nurse or getting a college degree because my degree led to something that actually makes money and stuff. Yeah. But it, the whole ratio that we were never taught growing up, because when we were growing up, there was this gigantic emphasis on college degrees. Uh, the the thing that always tempered that for me was my family being from being a bunch of damn rednecks and high school dropouts and GEDs from Mississippi and Alabama and stuff like that was it's really a ratio if you do it right how hard and how much do you want to work versus how much money do you want to make if you want to make decent money but you don't want to have to work on a work pouring asphalt every damn day in 130 degree heat yeah go get you a degree but don't just get a degree go get you a degree that will lead to something but if you're willing to work it don't matter if you're planting crops if you're fitting pipe uh this this is why trade schools are so underrated nowadays and now we have a huge vocational i'm gonna stop you right there trade schools absolutely fucking suck these days and it's because of their curriculum which well, that's something that we can get into but it, trade schools fucking suck well i'm not i'm not speaking to the quality what i'm speaking to is uh learning a trade yes, yes. Well, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not offered to a lot of people and how much yeah. money can you make in a trade if you're willing to work yeah and i i, I agree wholeheartedly 100 percent with everything you just said because it is a ratio if you want just like you know you compare a topped out hvac guy to a nurse or something like that top out union wage for an hvac guy right now is 42.73 so 42 basically 43 dollars an hour that's industrial now of course that's industrial certifications all of that stuff and union i mean you, and that's with a fucking GED. But, but the example I always pull is if you, you go be a fucking crane operator. Yeah. You'll make $100,000 a year Easily. wherever the fuck you want to go. So, sitting in the goddamn air so, conditioner. So yeah. that's uh, the example I was going to use because my great uncle and his son, who I guess is like my cousin or my cousin wants to move. I've always just called him my cousin. Uh, he's still significantly older than me, but I mean, I used to spend time with them. They live in Mississippi. They live on the coast of Mississippi. I've spent every summer of my young life with them, spending time with them and stuff. And I learned something new about geography today. They both learn what that really? Mississippi has a coast. <laughs> you ever heard of the Gulf of fucking Mexico? Yeah. Okay. You just didn't know what states touched it? Nope. God fucking damn it. Not a fucking clue. So, Dude, I didn't graduate high school. Uh, what do you want to say? So You've looked at a fucking map before. So, so Mississippi touched uh, yeah, the Gulf of Mexico. You're right. I have no excuse. Uh, I have no good fucking <laughs> excuse. None whatsoever. Sidebar. But when you just said the coast of Mississippi, I was like, that's not a real fucking place. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, the coast of Alabama sounds weird too, but it's got one. Also touches the Gulf. Uh, good eating there. Good fish in there. But anyway... My whole point was they had campers, and because it was because my great uncle and my cousin were union crane operators. Yeah. And it's it, they didn't get to work the same way I work, where it's an eight hour, 
you know an eight or nine hour day get off and and holidays off and stuff and you go home it was they would spend they would the reason why they have campers is they would go all over the goddamn country and work crane union jobs all over the goddamn country and long hours every day seven days a week but they would only do it six months out of the year yeah and you've made in six months six fucking figures yep yeah and then the other six months you do whatever the fuck you want they're at home or they're uh, traveling or something it's it's crazy and, and my i guess the biggest in america we will get to the politics at some point but this is i do feel like this is important to talk about because it's bullshit that this wasn't explained to us this way the best saying i've ever seen for this was teachers when you were growing up always told you you need to get a good education so you don't become the garbage man and they never told you that the garbage man made more fucking money than they did yeah i've that's seen that not, many that's times not, that's not a me quote account. that's a quote i've seen online before but it's but it's true it's it, it's incredibly true yeah Every garbage man you've ever met has made more money than your fucking teacher. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, so just... And rightfully fucking so. Yeah, and just look into I mean, it. So it's the ratio. How hard are you willing to work versus how much education do you have? Yeah. Both can just lead like you... Just like the um, ROTC teacher used to say, uh, the world needs ditch diggers too. And uh, just like our ROTC teacher, to talk about him, he spent four years as our ROTC teacher... And uh, then, because of his Navy connections, he now works six months out of the year on a satellite barge off the Hawaiian Islands, making an insane amount of money. Because I remember, I remember being in his office my junior year. Hit so three years in him being in RTC. He's like, yeah. And we were close to. I was in RTC all four years, and uh, our junior instructor, he was a senior chief in the Navy and stuff. And In our freshman year, he was fresh off the fucking Yeah, board. so basically, growing up in RTC with him, if you were a decent RTC cadet like me and a bunch of my buddies were, he basically treated us like junior sailors and beat the shell of us. He probably should have been fired as an instructor. <laughs> Uh, our freshman year, he the stories it. you've told me, a hundred percent. He he was he definitely not. said and did some things. He's like, man, you do realize these are kids. Right? He was exactly, but he didn't. But mm-hmm. me and a good a couple of my friends that were in RTC, we weathered that storm. So afterwards, we had his ultimate respect. So at that point, he was just our buddy. He was our friend, and everything was great after that. And I only say that to explain why I was in his office and we were talking about this so candidly. Junior year. And, and what, now you're going to put it on the internet for everybody this, to hear. This wasn't the story where you pulled your dick out in his office, was no, it? No, this that was a different story. <laughs> I was going to say, well, it, it's not a bad... It, it was just... It's not a bad dick. He got an, he got an email. Dick. No, the dick story is also funny, and I can tell that too. But Fine dick. But, but this, story, this story was just... He got an email from a buddy of his in the Navy. Uh, kind of one of the nice things about being an ROTC instructor that I don't think people realizes you are technically a public educator but they don't get paid a teacher salary they are still paid their military rate because they are still employed by the branch yeah i was about to say there's he was still employed by the navy they their checks are still paid by the navy whoa 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 whoa. you know where i'm going with this captain salary yeah that's where i was going correct our senior our senior more money than like fucking departments were our, our senior instructor was a captain 
And yes, he was clearing captain salaries. Not pension, because he was 40 plus. I'm not talking about his pension. I'm saying he was clearing salary. Now, when you go to college, because I was in RTC in college for a God, bit, they get they damn. pay they get paid even more because in college, in high school, an RTC instructor is something that you apply for and you're retired. In like college, retirement deal. In college, RTC instructing is a rotation. It's a deployment rotation, and I don't know the ins and outs of how you get there, but I had in college we had one big commanding officer and he was there for like two years i didn't stay in rtc the entire time but the juniors that taught our classes and stuff they rotated they get paid active duty salary for being there that's considered an active duty assignment not a deployment necessarily but that's an active duty assignment to be a college rtc instructor because at that point in, in high school rtc is all about uh the byline is yeah if you want to go into the military then definitely do this you can if you enlist you'll start out an enlistment at a higher rank all this stuff but the ultimate goal that's where they got me the ultimate goal of high school rtc they say is to make more informed citizens like their big thing is they just want to teach you how the government works politics works they want to get you really involved um but in college rtc the whole goal if you're in college rtc is I want to be an officer in a military branch. So it's a whole different kind of stakes and goals and stuff like that. So your instructors there are active duty servicemen in whatever branch you're a part of. But I I, I just say all this to say that our junior instructor, so for anyone who was in ROTC, in any ROTC you go to in high school, your senior instructor will be an officer, and you will have a junior instructor who was an enlisted man, a higher enlisted man. You're going to be uh, a gunnery sergeant, a master sergeant. An NCO. Uh, an NCO, correct. Uh, I go into senior chief's office, and this is my junior year, so he still stayed a whole year with us. And he got an email from a Navy buddy of his who wanted him to go work on this like offshore satellite facility in Hawaii and he told me he's like and this is their offer per year and my immediate response to him was why are you still fucking here and again we were close to this dude like the whole reason why he stayed he says was because me and the other guys that were freshmen with him that ended up being seniors with him he just wanted to see us graduate you know I want to say something and you know, I, I don't there, – there's a lot of things about people that were in the military that I don't respect and I don't like, and I think it's just fucking aggravating. Most of that is because just because you were in the military does not mean you're a better person than me. Sure. It, it just doesn't. But, but one thing well, that I can continue. say about people that are in the military, especially people that were enlisted, not so much the officers and everything – but the enlisted men, is the sense of fucking commitment to the man standing next to you. Jesus fucking Christ. I have never, I mean, I've worked with, one of my buddies was 0311 in the Marine Corps, which is an infantry rifleman. I've worked with a guy that was in the Army. He was, um, uh, whatever that is, the, um, he was a combat engineer. And all of the, all of the enlisted men that I worked with, it was like, it, it, 
do they that you know for a fact they have your back it does not matter if it makes them look bad too it's you and them fuck everybody well, else and again that's it's, it's so fucking crazy i have seen people like give up better opportunities at a company that i was with just because i was not getting a better opportunity too. and it was it's it, insane and in high school like because what you're saying is very true and in high school that was a super crazy and humbling thing to think was because i mean even that i again I, I the man i won't say the ship he served on or anything but literally when i met him he had been off the ship as a senior chief he had <laughs> been a senior chief on this ship he had left that ship two months before I met him. So no no concept really is how to be an educator. Like he's still in that he's still and he deployed, he has gone on that ship, he has gone to war zones and stuff like he the ship he served on oh shit, I want to say it's the destroyer. I kind of want to look it up now. I kind of want to um but you know, so that's that's how he looked at it, but since we kind of survived that first gauntlet with him, like he, I, it it was very humbling to me to be a 15, 16, 17 year old and have this adult, not even this adult, but this guy yeah. who served over 20 years in the military who has seen some real shit looking at me. And he's like, I am here because I care so much about you and your friends yeah that i want to see and it's straight up he left being an rtc instructor the year after me and my me and my friends graduated yeah that's what he was there for yeah i can say that that man he there's a lot of things that were said in that classroom and were said at drill practice and were said just conversations between me and him on the bus on the way to drill meets and stuff like that that I will never fucking forget. He's a great man. they are just so fucking true. And he, he is. He is a absolutely great man. And I, I, mean, I guess maybe yeah. the big thing about it is the reason why we think he's so great is uh, he treated us like actual humans. <laughs> not, not even right? that. Like he... He treated us like we were fucking adults. Exactly. And That's he let I mean. us make our own decisions. He didn't treat us like... Okay, I, I remember one time I was in class, and I had to take a piss. So I raised my hand, and class went on for a second or two, and then he looked at me and was like, yeah. I said, hey, can I go to the bathroom? And he looked at me and said, are you serious? And I'm like... And I just like... I kind of sat well, back down. He's kind of an intimidating dude. I was like fuck i'm sorry for asking he was like dude just go like don't piss yourself just go to the bathroom you don't have to ask are you serious and i'm like oh i knew shit. i knew i was in a good way when he was like because i again we had like this upper cadre and i hated having to go to the bathroom at that fucking high school because our bathrooms were absolute disgusting and awful and shit and apparently at some point he realized that, and I remember him looking at us one day and going, if you ever need a piss, just ask for my keys. And I pissed and shit in the fucking uh, teacher's 
bathroom by the ROTC unit for the next three years. And that's the only reason why I was ever able to go to the bathroom in that fucking school. And what pissed me off even more, this is a real sidebar. Again, America, we're going to get to the good stuff in a second. Uh, but maybe you all have a connection to this too. Uh, or maybe you've already clicked off. Maybe you've already shit. clicked off. Whatever. Oh my god, we're going to lose our AdSense money. <laughs> um... <laughs> If, yeah. if you didn't come to listen to us talk about things, I got bad news for you. Uh, yeah. But, like, again, the year or two after we left, they rehauled, they overhauled that entire fucking school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they do. I've yeah. been there. I've been there since then because I have a little brother and stuff, and I, uh, I've i had I friends. I ride my dirt bike down the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's just crazy how much has changed. But, yeah, you know, shout out, shout out, shout out to Senior. Shout yeah. out to Senior Chief. Yeah, one hundred percent. If you're listening, mad respect. He's not listening. But but, but anyway, I we went on a bit of a tangent as we want to do. That's basically just to say, you know, yeah. Look into what you want to do, and look into the amount of effort you're willing to give, and based off of that. Because on the other hand of that, yes, we have done a great disservice by not uh, encouraging vocational trades with people in our age group but at the same time it's not that college degrees are bad but what are you getting it in yeah that's the thing man is when it comes to college every i'm a firm believer in everything has its place if you're going to be a nurse i want you to have a fucking degree you know what i'm saying you better know the book shit you better know, like, the name of this medicine, how it works with this one, or at least how to properly fucking Google it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there's certain things that I want you to know. If you're working on my air conditioner, I don't give a shit if you know, like, what the exact static pressure of the system's supposed to be. I don't care if you know exactly what Manual J says for this duct design. It doesn't fucking matter. Well, cause, the coil's yeah. frozen. How do you defrost the fucking coil? Yeah, and, and it's, it's, it's simple stuff. Some things you don't need college for. Like, the guy swinging exactly. a hammer on a roof, he doesn't need a fucking degree to swing a hammer on a roof. People are getting college degrees. It, this is the thing that blew my mind because kind of what you're talking about gizmo uh for me was i went to a very hard nursing school i went to one of the top nursing schools in the country we had a high turnover rate high dropout rate and everything else uh we also were a pretty uh big engineering school and all all the nursing students and engineering students hung out together like i remember being in my college apartment and having uh Neither of my roommates were engineering students, but we had friends, and we had a nice living room. And I remember the the engineering students that I knew. They used to use our living room, and they would have homework. They would have homework for, like, one of their um, – they were taking classes that were literally called liquids. Yeah. Like – Yeah. Yeah. What, what class, matters are, what, what class are you in? Liquid? Solid? And I was like, what the fuck? And then they would show me their problems. These guys would get assignments. Four questions. Four questions. These guys would, for like five hours, sit in my living room together trying to construct an answer to four fucking questions. And for nursing, it was making these complex care plans and going to clinicals and okay 
So here is a mock-up patient. What would you do for him? Well, I would do this for him. Why? Find me the scientific studies that back that up. And it's like, oh, well, you know, we'd give him fluids, we'd give him saline. Why? Do you know how hard it is to find? Because saline is such a just universal thing used. Do you know how hard it is to find a scientific study that will give you the actual, like, uh, science and testing and, and controlled testing behind why saline is a fucking thing? Well, from the way you're proposing the question, seems pretty difficult. Pretty difficult because it's just so universal is, now. Is it? Can you not just say we're giving him saline because he's dehydrated? Why are you using saline? What is dehydration? Oh fuck! When what is body, dehydration? When the body does not have enough water. But what does that have to do with ions and your potassium channels? You you see what I'm saying? That's a physics question, not a biology question. See, you would that's think ch- that, you but you that. would be fucking wrong. But this is my point: is that's what I was doing in college, yeah. and that's what my engineering buddies were doing in college. I had I had plenty of people uh, that were art majors that I knew. That and, and here's here's my point: is art important? Well, let me ask you this because I have opinions and I, I know what I want to say. Let let me let me preface it like this. Is is art important? Yes. Yes. Okay. One hundred percent. Very good. I completely agree. Uh, I know that. I know that what I do is important and insane and crazy and important and, and necessary to the survival of human life. But it's it's that uh, it's that hierarchy of needs. What is life without culture? Exactly. Yeah. What are it's it's great. And my job is important because I can help and sustain life. But what is life without? It, life shouldn't just be survival, right? So culture, music, art, all these things are super important. Here's the here's the thing. For hundreds and hundreds of years, people have also believed that. But those were apprenticeships. Every, every it, and it's not just that they're females, it's just the ones that I know are, are chicks. Uh... I, I, I know of two specifically, and I know Clay knows them well. Gizmo probably knows them by name, uh, or knows their I, names. I, I know the other one. I knew one immediately. It took me a second to get the other um, Mormon. These two girls. <laughs> no, the other Mormon. You know who we're talking about now. I know one of them. They're both Mormons. Hang on. I, I got it. Keep talking. Yeah, text, text. Yeah. Anyway. My whole point is, they were super talented artists when we were in high school. Yeah. And they both spent tens of thousands of dollars to go to major four-year institutions for art. And, yeah, yeah. are they world-renowned artists? Are they art sellers? Anything like that? No. They don't work in art at all. And it's like... What what change? You were already a great artist, and, and then you spent forty thousand dollars on a piece of paper to say, "Hey, I'm a pretty good artist." Exactly. And guess how I much? Mean, guess how much are they? No, no, no. But this is my point. It's not that they shouldn't go somewhere and improve their art and stuff. It's what's the more effective way to do that? It's paying forty thousand dollars a year for them to have to take electives and do this and do that, and you're still taking art classes that are probably teaching what you figured out on your own because you were interested in art from a young age, or do you pay maybe 
a couple hundred bucks because so, there's an artist you like, and he's thing, running a workshop, and you go to this workshop and stuff, and when you're trying to get careers in art and stuff, instead of saying, I have this degree, it's I've worked under this person. What's more powerful in that setting? For hundreds and hundreds of years, it was... I have worked under this artist. The major culinary art still works this way. You can go to a tech school and get a culinary art degree, but Gordon Ramsay and all these other dudes that are major chefs, ask them what they did. So they went and worked I see under what you're saying, chefs. but to me, college isn't um, it isn't to refine skills that you already have. College to me in every like as a broad term and every facet college to me gives you a better understanding of what you're doing so instead i mean she knows she's a good artist but she wants to understand or they they want to understand more about their art they're looking at like it's more of a, a the psychology behind the painting sure which is kind of i don't goes into praxology a little bit and i don't disagree with you but that is still looking at college the same way that universities were ran in the Greek ages. It's still, in my opinion, it's a shitty way to look at college. But, if but, you're going for a better understanding of fucking art, but no, bro. but you're 100 percent right. Like the reason why universities were made in the first place was because of what you're talking about. Let's have a greater understanding. Let's have a greater intelligence. Let us be more well-rounded and well, universities learn new in the skills. Beginning, it's my it's my understanding that. They weren't places of higher education. They were places of study. So Correct. you would go there and you would look at theories and you would come up with different ideas. It was basically where the smart people went to come up with you better ways to You essentially got access to their things. library. Exactly. Yes. Right, right, right. Now, and we're still dealing, like, when these things first started out. This ended out, up being just a fucking college episode, huh? We're, we're not dealing <laughs> in – it's going to be an everything episode, but it's fine. Uh, I'm like I, – I like when we have episodes like this personally. But uh, it, you are correct. Like uh, college used to be kind of this free form, just we are here for greater knowledge. But those are simpler times. We don't have complex jobs. And again, the major thing about it is, if you went to one of the first universities or colleges in Athens, Greece, to s- study under Aristotle or Socrates or someone like that, that'd be dope. It didn't cost you. Fifty thousand fucking dollars. Oh, juice. So, and that here's I want to ask you. I went to a. You already know the answer to this question. One thing that I, since you brought it up, I really it it fucking it chaps my ass that (laughs) that when I went to college, I got the college loans and did the the whole fucking thing. The course that I was taking was not a very expensive course. It was just intro to IT, introduction to information technology. Not anything super big. So when I took this course, the loans that I applied for and the grants that I got were actually over the amount of what the course was going to cost. So I was like, okay, well, I don't need all of the loan. I called the loan company. I was like, hey, I don't need all of the loan. Uh, can we reduce it down to just cover um, the course? Mm-hmm. And they said, 
Yeah, we can do that, but there's a lot of paperwork involved and there's a waiting process and you may not get in this semester, you may have to wait till next semester. Or what we can do is we can just give the money to your college, the money that they want, and then just give us your checking account routing number, we'll give the rest to you. I was like, oh, okay, well, I mean, that seems a lot simpler. Like, yeah, I'll just go ahead and do that. So that's what they did, and they deposited the rest, the rest into my account, and it was several thousand dollars. It was not a small amount. And then I, I immediately thought, I was like, okay, well, I'll just take that money they gave me, and I'll go ahead and pay the loan back. You can't pay the loan back immediately. No. They How the fuck does that even make sense? They give you a loan over the amount of what you owe for your college classes, and they do not let you pay it back the, until you either graduate or you drop out. The major reason why college is so expensive in the States is because of the loan system. Yeah, is because of federally backed loans. 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. But anyway. And there's another thing... I don't know if y'all are familiar with this. This is getting in the weeds with government loans and stuff. Um, have you ever heard of uh, Section 8 arbitrage? I know of Section 8 housing, and I know like Section 8 as a concept, but not arbitrage. So Section 8 arbitrage is when you get a loan for a house in a region that you know will qualify for Section 8. Okay. You you get a federally backed loan for that house. Tracking so far? Yes. Okay. So you get your federally backed loan for this house. You buy it for, say, $80,000. Then your payments are, $80,000 house probably, what, like 550 bucks a month? Somewhere around in there? Sure. Federally yeah. backed loan, you pay 550 bucks a month, round numbers. And then, here's the fun part, it qualifies for Section 8. So you rent that house out on Section 8 housing, and you get $1,300 every month for that house from the federal government. So I, That is what's called – that is a real thing that you can actually do. It is called Section 8 arbitrage. So I, I don't know all about that. The only reason why I know about Section 8 housing in general is because my father and his friends on the side – they used to flip some houses, and they would flip Section 8, Section 8 houses and own them. And the advantage, so to speak, of owning a Section 8 house is if you put a Section 8 qualifying person in it, uh, your money is basically guaranteed because, well, yeah. because the federal government is now paying that rent. Mm-hmm. Uh, the downside of it is... They're always in ghettos. The people are ghetto. They break all your fucking shit. Yeah. And that's why they only have one Section 8 house and didn't expand. <laughs> yeah. It's but it's like, a I shitty way to do business. Uh, but back but up for a second. Good. How the fuck can the government cut you a loan and essentially say, hey, you owe us $550 a month until this loan is paid off, but then turn around and write you a check for $1,300 every month? So, the way the loans work is, you've got student loans, don't you? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you probably have like FedLoan or somebody like that that Nail does net. your, do what? Nelnet. Yeah, mine, mine's a FedLoan. So, yeah, mine's a FedLoan too. They're one of the worst um, 
loans to have, as a matter of fact. I didn't know that till after the fact. Mm-hmm. But um, the way that that works that. is it is Fed loan that actually gives you the money. Mm-hmm. They're the bank that gives you the money. The federal government just says, hey, give him this money. I'll make sure you're good. It's a yeah. federally backed loan. But it's it, not a federally I mean, uh, subsidized loan. That, that's what I'm saying is like I, I have uh, – mine thankfully is pretty small, but that's kind of my point is I was smart in high school, and I got – I went to a state institution – so I got in-state tuition. I got a decent amount of scholarships for it. I got the biggest state scholarship that our state provides. Uh, and it still wasn't enough. Still wasn't enough. But there was that one chick we went to high school with. Uh, I'm trying to think of how to describe who she was without saying her name. Because she was kind of unremarkable, at least to me. Um, but she got a shitload of loans. Like her, the amount in loans she got was like twenty thousand dollars above what her tuition was. She just pocketed that shit. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, you can do that. So why didn't you just be like her? So because I didn't about get, I didn't her, get uh, I didn't get money like that. That's the word I'm looking for. My my smarts, while decently academically, uh, weren't fully on the paper, so to speak. Mm. And so I, uh, I mean, I graduated. I, we no, graduated like that. 320 people. I graduated number 20, and that was literally the that was literally the cutoff for that high. Oh, really? Level scholarship. Mm-hmm. Um. So like, and and it, it was because of different bunch of different. Anyway, it, it, it's all fucking stupid. College college is too expensive. Basically, what we're getting at is college is too expensive for you to fuck around with a bullshit general degree for it. If you're going to go to college, great, but get in get it in something like Gizmo said that like really warrants a college degree. Do you want to be a lawyer? Do you want to be an engineer? Do you want to be a nurse? Do you want to be things that like require years of higher education study and development to get? If your answer is yes, then go for it. If your answer is no, there are probably other ways, cheaper, far cheaper ways for you to do what you want to do. And if you're getting just a basic bachelor's and a liberal arts, you're going to end up working in something that does not directly correlate to your major. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just how it goes. Yes, it is. All right. So, with we all that, gonna, like talk about politics or something. I mean, we we sometimes do on this podcast. Let's talk about David Chipman real quick. Did we mention? Because I can't remember. I, I on our last week's episode with Rollo, did we talk about David Chipman at all, or is that just something we've talked about amongst ourselves? I don't think that made it to air. I think we just had discussions ourselves. Um, I think you're right. So David Chipman is Biden, guy. great guy. Biden's nomination for your uh, director of the ATF. In the exact same place you were. Anyway, it's a good place. Uh, director of the ATF. I'm sure anyone really interested in this podcast probably knows, but you know we'd like to be thorough and for uh, in perpetuity. <laughs> that's a strong stream, dude. Bud. That's picking up on Mike. Did it pick up on Mike when I pissed? No. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's think, why it's so shocking. Anyway, we're on the back patio. We're enjoying ourselves. Anyway, uh, David Chipman, Biden's nominee for the ATF. Swell guy, great guy. Uh, since apparently we didn't fully, we didn't talk about it last time. Uh, great. Uh, he's got a great jacket on him. He says that uh, he was not at Waco, that he came in to Waco after the whole Branch Davidian thing as an analyst. People are pretty sure there is a photo of him standing on the fucking ashes of all those dead fucking kids. He says it's not him. It's I'm, definitely I'm him. I'm not pretty sure I've seen the photograph. I've also seen the photograph. It's him. It is him. Fuck him. He was there when all them fucking kids died. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Apparently, uh, we'll we'll go ahead and ignore the whole Waco thing uh, for now. For once, oh, it'll be brought up. It, it, there will definitely be a conspiracy corner at some point where uh, we get into the weeds on that. Ain't even no conspiracy. They fucking killed women and children. Yeah, where's your yeah. conspiracy? That that's true. Uh, the Fed showed up to a bunch of people that didn't do anything wrong, and then a bunch of children died. Like that's. That's not conspiracy. That's not conjecture. And just to tread lightly here, we can't say that the Branch Davidians did nothing wrong. No, we can't. Didn't David Crash diddled kids? Didn't he? No. Uh, Well, okay. So here's the thing. For for full disclosure, the whole thing with the Branch Davidians. And to back up again, real quick, my understanding of it is that the Branch Davidians didn't do anything wrong. David Koresh was a fucking piece of shit, though. So, they, I mean, they were an extreme religious group. And anytime you're having an extreme, extreme religious group, he had multiple wives, and their theology, he thought that he was going to be uh, the protector of people after um, Reve- revelations, the apocalypse happens and stuff, uh, that sex was bad and it was a sin and that unless he was, it was with him that it well not even with him he was still saying it was a sin but that he as the leader was going to take on the burden of that sin and he was the only one allowed to fuck fucking genius um <laughs> the thing about the kids is uh a guy when the british civilians first started out a guy that was with the british civilians in him who was also at a play for leadership after the last Leader Dave Crash wasn't the first leader of the Branch Davidians. I can't remember if the last guy died or what happened, but there was a little bit of a power struggle. Dave Crash wins. This other guy leaves, and when he leaves, he reports to people that Dave Crash is fucking these kids. Mm. As far as I'm aware, and I could be wrong, but as far as I'm aware, there was no actual concrete evidence besides that man's testimony that any kids were being abused in the Branch Davidian compound. But that and that was the excuse, that was the justification used for why David Crush should have been arrested. The real reason why they wanted to arrest them was the way that the Branch Davians made their money was that they sold weapons at gun shows. That was their main form of income, and because of that, they had an extensive armory. Now, here's the other thing about it. If you have an extreme religious group, that believes that the apocalypse is coming, and I see where this they is. They have a charismatic leader, and they have a bunch of guns. What's going to happen? I get that. I get the process there. Here's another issue with that, though. They're the in, Second Amendment's a thing. Uh, well, not even that. They're and in, also you're punishing people for a crime they have not committed. 
Yeah, you're you're minority reporting them. Yes, you're punishing people for a crime not yet committed. Uh, but they're also in Waco, fucking Texas. Mm-hmm. This isn't like a bunch of people were in a compound in fucking Portland, and they're the only ones with guns. Everyone in Waco, fucking Texas, owns rifles. And this was a thing that came up: is one the sheriff and the Waco the Waco sheriff's office was not involved in this raid at fucking all, at all. And they asked, I know I've seen the documentary. Yeah, and they asked the sheriff of Waco why he's like, well, because we never had issues with the branch civilians. Well, aren't you scared that they're all going to come out of this compound and shoot you? Uh, how? There's more of us, and every per every family in this fucking town owns a rifle. And they they're selling them to us. And they're you selling know? them yeah. to us. They would be decimated. Yeah. Our militia is bigger. Mm-hmm. Way bigger. And it was a political thing. If you really want David Koresh, because as Clay pointed out, if if the issue here is that the Branch Davidians aren't just raising kids to be molested, if it's David Koresh is molesting kids, David Koresh and a bunch of the other Branch Davidians were in a band that used to go play in bars in Waco all the time. Not in the security detail or stuff. They just used to they used to walk out in fucking Waco, Texas, all the time. If you're really concerned about that, why don't you put some agents on the street? You wait for him to go to the bars that he always goes to, and you snatch him off the street. Why do you wait till he's in the compound? Because after Ruby Ridge, they needed a PR win. The <laughs> the well, news vans. Well, I'll say this. Everybody forgot about Ruby Ridge. The news vans made it to the compound. If you need a diversion. That one fucking worked. The news vans, the way that the branch vans were tipped off that something was happening, the news vans made it to the compound before the ATF strike teams did. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm dead serious. That's how the branch vans tipped off. These news vans show up in front of the branch civilian compound and they go, oh, they're about to attack us. And it wasn't just like a, oh, split-second thing they got down the street. No, several minutes. The news vans were there before the fucking federal agents were. And and then, you know, the, everything that happens in between, again, do we think the branch vans were just these great dudes? No, absolutely not. But you know what? The government doesn't get to fucking kill you. Because you were living off land by yourself. If, if, if David Koresh was fucking kids, I don't think he was. I'm just going to go out on a limb here. I, don't, I really don't think he was. Uh, but even if he was, even if he was fucking every kid in that compound, <laughs> why do you set up your plan to attack him in such a way that puts those kids in danger? It that's doesn't. A, yeah, that's, that's a, a good, good point. And so... Uh, it, it, it had nothing to do with the kids. It had everything to do with the guns that were legally owned, federally legally owned, all registered, all had serial numbers on them. We got men, women, and children in this compound. Doesn't fucking matter. They kill all of them. Government does not care about the you. The government does not care about you. When they said the government's not coming for your guns, I just want you, and you can look it up, I want you to look up the fucking video of that compound burning with a bunch of kids dying inside the next time someone says that the government's not coming for your fucking guns. Mm-hmm. And, back to our original point, a man who is very involved in that is about to be, well, I'm not going to say about to be, he is the nominee uh, for director of the ATF. Das touching fags. So, last week, he was supposed to be confirmed. And here's the issue. And here's what gives me a slight modicum of hope. 
he's at uh, he's at the subcommittee hearing to be confirmed and be voted on. And one of the senators asked him, do you intend to ban assault weapons in this country? And without missing a beat, Chipman says, yes, sir, I do. And so the senator asked him, what's an assault weapon? <laughs> Fucking crickets. Oh, well, that would be for Congress to decide. And the, and the, the senator keeps coming back. Well, what's your definition? Well, oh, that's this, that, that. And, and eventually they do kind of get him to settle down. He thinks anything that has a detachable magazine should be illegal. It's basically working it up black. It wasn't even just like a magazine reduction. He's like, if it has a detachable magazine, it is an assault weapon. So here's the thing. Here's something that I really don't understand. How does a guy like him, like how do you, how are you raised in this country that, I mean, for lack of a better term, we like guns. How are you raised in a country like that, yet you want to ban weapons? Well, I, I don't, I don't understand. It seems, it almost, again, this is you got to put your little tinfoil hat on here, but it, it seems like he's almost like a plant, like a CIA, I, FBI. I, I would, you know what I'm saying? I would. Is even, it just there's? He's got to be part of a bigger agenda. I, I have a because there's no way that you can convince me that a normal fucking citizen who he's director, well, gonna be director of the ATF, he knows about guns. I just don't understand. I, for I, me, I just don't get it. it for for me, I, I don't even think it's a tenfold hat thing. I think it is the same conversation that we have about law enforcement sometimes. If you are conditioned in a way where the great patriotism and the great fight of this country is the red, white, and blue and what Washington tells you that flag stands for, then you don't give a fuck. Dude, but the Second Amendment's a fucking thing. Like, it's real. It's and, and, No, no, and people, and people argue and make, because we'll talk about Biden's or recent statements about the Second Amendment and the Second that have come up again. Uh, it's it's just, yeah, you know about the Second Amendment, but it's just like, dude, it's just like cops that like bang people up for anything, for weed, for anything else. It's like, well, hey, that, man, well, see that I understand because it's just following orders. Say something, play. Are you hearing that static too? Unplug your mic. Now we're back. Oh, cool. We're back. It's weird that that fixed it, but I'm glad it fixed it. Do we still yep. have all the audio? Yep. yep Hell good. fucking yeah. Anyway. Yeah, no, it's... I, I, I don't think it's a plant thing. I don't think it's anything like that. I just think that people... You think he believes what he's saying? Is what you're trying to say? Yes. I do too. I, I think that people... And, and Gizmo, you bring up an excellent point. The Second Amendment is real. And I will fucking go horse telling people this. Of all the amendments, it is <laughs> the most unvague amendment. It is the most, like, straight up, this is what it's about. And if you put it in its historical context of why it was created, it's even more apparent. This is supposed to mean civilians are supposed to own advanced weapons of protection. But they don't ever read it that way. Well, that's and it's it's so fucking crazy because when you say for like when Joe Biden gave his little speech today, he um 
John McAfee also got oh, yeah. suicide. We'll get today. there. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. We were going to bring we're, it up. Uh, we're over an hour in, but we'll get there. Um, uh, welcome to another two-hour podcast because we're just getting revved up. Yeah. I, I cannot make this two hours. I have to work tomorrow. But. Blow me. Okay. Um, anyway. So, yeah, it, it is when Joe Biden said today his thing about um, – or not today. It was a couple of days ago. About uh, F fifteen, the nuclear weapons. There you go. About wanting to, if you want to topple a government, you need F fifteens and nuclear weapons. Like, okay, the trees are laughing. Yeah, <laughs> that was exactly my point. <laughs> but I mean, tell that look, to the rice farmers in East Asia. What he's saying, I mean, let's let's take tell what that to he's the saying dirt at face you've value. Been fighting for twenty fucking years. Let to. Let let's take what he's saying. And let's take it at face value. Let's take it as a fact. Okay, you have to have F-15s and nuclear weapons if you want to topple a government. Fact. We'll we'll just we'll work off of that. Sure. What is the Second Amendment in its entirety? Uh, a well-regulated militia being necessary to a free state, comma space. The rights of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Period. So the very first part of that. If we're taking what Joe Biden says as a fact, and we know the Second Amendment as written, the right of the people to keep a mere arm shall not be infringed, you know, because of the necessary uh, necessary the to a free ne- state. The necessity of a yeah. well-regulated militia. Exactly. If we're taking that at face value, then what Joe Biden just said, per the Constitution, is civilians probably should have F-15s and nuclear weapons. Yes. If you take everything at face value, am I wrong here? No. no. And if, if you were to take it even at the political value, if if you're expanding upon that, like, oh, it's like a manipulate one of the nuclear weapons, it's the biggest endorsement of 2A by a politician for a long time. This man literally went up there and said, oh, <laughs> you don't need firearms like this uh, because we're the government and we'll fucking murder you. Yeah. That yeah. man, literally, yeah. unironically, and yeah. with complete seriousness, stood up on a fucking podium and said, and here's the thing, too, because, uh, okay, so Democrats are like, huh, AR-15s are weapons of war. Uh, <laughs> weapons of war can't have them. They kill some people. You don't need an AR-15 because we're bigger than you. We're better than you. We will fucking annihilate you that's that's that is what he said man yeah he's achieving peace through superior firepower yeah yeah against his own people who he was elected to represent i get it hey you know so nothing nothing that kim jong-il or pol pot or hitler or yosef (laughs) stalin or mao zedong haven't done before i get you bro all good for the state how uncle sam here's here's the thing oh my god we can't do the whole arm thing but they'll figure out a way to do it they'll figure out a way to me, ridiculous. I mean, it's just it's it, it think, is an absolutely I'm sorry, ridiculous quick sidebar. But I think with enough woke culture, they could reclaim the Roman salute, like they reclaim the word fag and nigger. So I was saying, no, he used it. He used it in a proper political sense. That's still not how you use it. Go fuck yourself. I'm right though. Anyway, no, it, it's with enough woke culture, it can fucking be done. Exactly. It, well, it's like segregation. Segregation was so bad until right now. <laughs> it wasn't until it's the like preferred outcome. What it, the fuck? It, and now, like that's. But also, the, like okay, white people. Right? <laughs> I don't want to fucking to, dude. I don't want those stupid fucking niggers on my cereal oh, box. I'm like, oh no! Fuck them. But the biggest thing about that speech Ridiculous. with Biden 
was when he was like, you couldn't own a cannon. Bruh, what? What? You literally explicitly own multiple cannons. I mean, and, and I, again, I, honestly, I don't understand. I think these people don't understand what the fu- what what America originally was. Like they what don't. we fought the British with. It wasn't a fucking standing military, and that's why we won. Is because we didn't have a standing why? military. Sage it was asymmetric guerrilla warfare. That's what wins. This, fucking Sage has pointed this out before. The Continental Army never. They lost every battle they fought. They didn't win a single. Every time they lined up against the Redcoats, they fucking retreated. Yeah. And we won the goddamn war. Yeah. How? Because to win, we all know this, to win a game of ideals such as that, you just have to not die completely. No, 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 no. You just have to outlast your opponent. No, no, no. We certainly couldn't have done it. It's just a game of arbitrage. Now, now, hang on now. We certainly couldn't have done it with guerrilla warfare and attrition and political manipulation. That's not how we win wars. Uh, According, I'm assuming, according to Democrats, the way we won the American Revolution was, um, I don't know, some divine righteous providence, which is really hilarious because they also tend to be the super atheist people among us. So you can't you can't quantify in a way that makes sense because it doesn't make sense. It is this cherry picking bullshit, and I, I'm boys. I'm about at my six months. I'm about I'm about <laughs> yeah. at my six fucking months. I mean, it's every single time it's been tried. Read Democracy, the God that failed. Very good book. Uh, it's just this this sense that the country has currently that we are we're not even talking about Trump anymore. This is not even Trump reactionaryism anymore. This is just absolute in, fucking insanity at the highest degree. Correct. Uh, it, Absolutely correct. It is just our fucking president can't be bothered to answer real questions. Oh well, they didn't own a cannon. Uh, quantifiably false. Not even like you don't Provably even have to. False. You don't even have to dig fucking deep. We got fucking pictures and murals of the fucking shit. But it, there's literally a flag dedicated but, to it. But if they really want to, if they really want to go that far back, it's very simple. The shot ha- heard round the world. Why did the British regulars go to Lexington and Concord? To confiscate a munitions depot owned by the colonist citizenry. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I mean, the uh, last time... Not, th- not, this is... not by the National Guard of the colonies. Because that didn't exist. Didn't exist. Not by the American regulars that were part of the British Army. That didn't exist. Also did not exist. Not by the British. Not by the British. They didn't fucking. own it either. Because why would they need to confiscate it? Private citizens. Private citizens. And that is what a militia is. It's not the National Guard. It is not It is not any proper uniformed force that a government would have fucking control over. A militia are private citizens organized and dedicated and voluntarily trained amongst themselves to protect them, their livelihoods, their ideals, and their fucking families. That is what it is. That is what it always will be. That is what the 2A fucking covers. And again, to just really beat this dead horse to fucking death, 
Oh, they didn't own cannons. That is the speech of a man that doesn't understand the difference between a Pennsylvania long rifle and a fucking musket. Because if you think they're the goddamn same fucking thing because they look similar, you also probably think an AK and an AR are the same fucking thing. This is the big problem, gentlemen. This is the issue that we cannot, that is so hard to breach when you were trying to convince people of this. They don't have the proper fundamentals to even understand what you're talking about. Well, I think that is actually a big factor in it, right? Because in general, as humans, things we don't understand understand are scary. Correct. Right? And they don't, granted, they don't care to try and understand it. They're past that, I think, in most cases. Dude, it's... In, it's, in many cases. It, it, well, it's. I think that it's because they don't care. And, sure. you know, if you're all oh, reading certainly from don't. the same yeah. book, you'll all understand the same things, but they're not. They are not on the same sheet of music as us. They are looking at AR-15s, and they're looking at AKs, and they're looking at all of this stuff, and all that they see is they see this thing causes death. And are they completely wrong? No, they're not. Do is Was the AR-15 designed to kill as many people as it possibly can and is in a very rapid succession. Yes, it was. It's, it's Absolutely. a fucking gun. That's what it's designed to do. But here's the thing. It's an animate object. It will not jump up off of a desk and hurt somebody. It has to have a person behind it driving it to do something. And it does not matter if that person feels like they're morally right or not if their action is killing an innocent person they are fucking wrong it does not you know something that really 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 hammered it at home for me was um who's the governor not desantis the governor of um texas uh, oh that shit what is he his name? just signed like seven abbott? different abbott greg yeah, abbott greg abbott greg abbott he, he just signed in seven different bills for Texas that are pro Second Amendment bills, and him watching him sign scribble some shit on these pieces of paper and then hold it up to the camera and then set it back down. That right there is the difference between someone fucking living or someone dying potentially. That is absolutely goddamn insane. That is pure fucking insanity, and you are a madman if you think that that is righteous, or that is moral, or that is okay. That's fucking crazy. Some dude who everybody was like, yeah, I want him to represent me. Yeah, yeah cool. Let, let's take it at face value. Let's say every single person in that state wanted them to represent him. Okay? He signs this piece of paper, and now that is going to be enforced by men with guns who will kill you if you do not listen to it. That is fucking insane. And th- this is this is the vicious orders. cycle. This is the vicious cycle of democracy. This is the vicious cycle of it. Because when it's your guy doing it and he's signing pro Second Amendment bills, it's cool. It's good. It's righteous, right? It's cool. He's doing good things. Ron DeSantis twenty twenty four. Right. But when the script flips and it's stuff against you well, you've already validated this guy's position four years ago. There is He's no, already got a valid position, so you have to fucking respect it. There is no, or else you have to admit that you fucked up, and people have a complete correct. inability to admit that they have fucked correct. up. Correct. Mm-hmm. And, and there is no political party in the duopoly that truly advocates liberty. Not even libertarians. Not even libertarians. Not even the big... And listen, it pains me. Because if you want to look at this from a, well, how do we fix the, again, me being who I am, 
how do we fix the system within the confines of what we're given? Like, yeah, voting libertarian is like a yeah. If you're like me, and again, my six months about up because this shit with Biden has like really anyway. Government's bad every single fucking time. Government is bad every single fucking every time. time. Uh, there it is. But even with the. It's almost like political parties are always trying to just connive ways to be political. I know that's shocking. But. <laughs> but, but, but the whole thing is like, none of them advocate for liberty, none of them advocate for the common man. Because the, the, the platform of the GOP right now. And Biden's not doing anything I agree with right now, but it doesn't even matter because the platform of the GOP, and it has been this way ever even since Obama, or even since that, under McConnell is, is a Democratic president presenting this law? Vote against it. Yep. Just, that's their policy. And, and so, it, it even if you have things like, um, I, I think I wanna, it's called... I, I, the, the Freedom Act. I'm gonna go. Hold on, hold on a second. I'm gonna I'm gonna pause you there for a second because I'm gonna give you a better one. Okay. Um, the filibuster. Trump was trying to get yeah. rid of the filibuster. Democrats were like, no, 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 we no, need no, it. no, we need it. Now the, the fucking gloves on the other foot. Now the fucking Democrats are trying to get rid of the filibuster. No, no, no good sir. And the Republicans are like, oh, not a, the filibuster is not com- completely fucking swapped. No, no, no. Over see, fucking night. You don't understand. The filibuster is not just bad anymore. It's racist. Oh, yeah, that's, that's some right. John, that's some Jim Crow shit. Because yeah. I had the exact same thought. Yeah, was there the host some Jim Crow shit? Like Thurman holds the motherfucking record. Yeah, I was like, hmm. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to motherfucking Trump. Anyway, because uh, that was my thing with it was, oh yes, because since Jim Crow, when the filibuster was invented, we've never had a Democrat majority Congress or a Democratic or a Democrat Party president. So this was your first chance to change it. Oh wait. It's so fucking. It's so much fucking horseshit, man. It yeah. Yep. Joth. Insanity. Absolute insanity. And I guess with the thing with Biden, and, and I guess uh, this is the overarching principle of where we're at in American politics right now. Was it the the thing that a lot of people, including myself, I'll put myself right up there. The thing with Biden was okay so we have this guy who was a bit of fuckhead and he was not presidential at all our immediate whiplash thing that we do in american politics all sign is we're gonna have this vanilla cookie cutter fucking president he'll be a democrat they'll pass democratic policies but he will just be just this standardized thing of what you think a president should be that's not what we got it's not even they're not even hiding the fact that this dude is incompetent and shouldn't be there it is he goes to a press conference, and yeah, when Trump, when in frequent press conferences under Trump, but every time they went under one of those and a journalist asked him something important, he would say something derogatory or fucking fake news or whatever. We're like, yeah, Biden, they're like, oh, thank God, Biden, finally, we're going to get weekly press conferences again. And they did. And then they asked. Eventually. Uh, and yeah, and then they asked Biden stuff, and he's like, oh, come on, man. Like, he literally says that shit. Come on, man. He shrugs his shoulders. It's the same fucking shit. Same script, different fucking actor. I'm glad Ronald Reagan's fucking dead. Just like Killer Mike said in that fucking song. (laughs) My six months is fucking up, people. 
my six months is fucking up, and I know what our outro song is going to be now. <laughs> it, it, it's Biden is scum. The Democrats are scum. They are going to turn into even bigger scum because the squad is the media caucus now for them. The Republicans, they're decimated. I don't... They have, like, this QAnon shit and everything else reach into them so much. All of us, I know... So, we all try to be very good about at least exposing ourselves to stuff that makes us... I love us exposing myself. Yeah, we do. Uh, but even outside of elementary schools, uh, we like <laughs> to expose ourselves to, like, new ideas and stuff. I know we all follow the same kind of Instagram and social media accounts and stuff. And it's stuff like... Uh, Titties? DC Drano. Yeah. Y'all follow him, right? Yeah. I, I used to. Yeah, yeah, I used to. Not a libertarian at all. Die in the wool fucking... Candace Owens, because he does like a show with them or something, uh, Republican and stuff. I also follow people like Lib Flake and stuff, and I, I follow, follow Lib Flake, fucking AO, I follow AOC, I follow yeah. CNN, Dude, I follow all those people. We are so about trying to not be in the echo chamber no dude i don't even give a shit about not being in the echo chamber i just think anything political is so fucking funny it's just it's great because cnn will post something and you just i just look at the article and i'm like wow there's fucking people out there we actually look at this and we're like oh no we do follow and read about the other stuff these people are doing and it's (laughs) it's ridiculous on both fucking sides man it is one hundred percent. It is not Democrats. just people. And people, it, I I cannot fucking wrap my head around this concept. Is that Republicans think Democrats are just fucking crazy wacko loons, and the same thing Democrats think about Republicans. They just crazy wacko loons. And then there's people like me who is a true blue God fear and anarchist, and I'm like y'all. Both are fucking insane. They Do don't you they hear understand yourselves? that they're saying the same things, making the same arguments, playing the same game, and they they think they're. I don't know. I don't know how to phrase what I'm trying to say. But it's I think just like the emperor's clothes. It's the whole thing. It's it's they it's it's the emperor's clothes. They they're looking at this thing, this idol, this god, this religion that they have Correct. verified through their own their own mind. They've said this is legitimate. This is good. This is righteous. This is the Lord. And anybody who gets stuck in an echo chamber like that. Like, if you look at CNN for fucking long enough and you start hearing the things that they say and it's semi-relevant to your life, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's, they're probably telling the truth. And, and then, then we come out with one of those clickbait articles that's, like, real fringe. It just kind of pushes you. It's that Overton window thing. You just slowly push and slowly push and slowly push. And they have pushed... And I think the Republicans are starting to realize this. The Democrats have pushed the Overton window so fucking much by being so extreme. Like um, Beta, is it Beta O'Rourke? Beto O'Rourke. Beto, yeah. BS. Just like him. With him, they were like, oh my God, this Highways guy's fucking racist. insane. Yeah, exactly. They're pushing these crazy fucking people. And that makes Republicans think like, God damn, they're insane. And, and but it radicalizes people and it 
fucking works. Mm -hmm. And for that reason, Democrats are winning the culture war by a fucking landslide. And And Republicans, they refuse to do that because for some fucking reason, Republicans think they have to take the moral high ground and they have to be honest. Jesus is high ground. Yeah, exactly. It's just so fucking stupid. It's like I tell people all of the time, find your local communist community and tell them to burn down the church. I mean, fuck them. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't yeah, care about these you. People. Have They're lost both nothing. stupid. Exactly. They're both stupid. You're you're completely correct. That is, they feel like it's this line in the sand thing because it's just like Beto O'Rourke and him coming out with higher raise or racist or something. It, it's okay. Well, guess what, a what sentiment that hey, is. Guess what, motherfucker. I I I, I'm not one of your fucking high schoolers because you want to lower the voting age to 16 to bump your fucking numbers up um i looked into it yes yes highway planners when they were building the highway infrastructure carved through inner city black neighborhoods because they didn't give a fuck about blacks and everything else mostly it was probably due to property value but well which is correlated to it but here's my thing like Okay, Niggas cool. ain't got nice shit, but at least they ain't living in fucking mud huts. You know no what, Beto? You know what, Beto? You're absolutely right. So we're going to tear down all the interstates, right? We're going to we're gonna destroy those, right? Let's destroy them. They, they hurt black Let's destroy them. Oh, oh no, we're not going to do that. Well, then why would you bring it up that way? So that we can win some more electoral votes. I have a friend. We, we all have a friend. Great guy. He is uh, he is engaged to a woman who's also fantastic, and I'm not saying this to put her on blast. This was just a conversation I had with her, uh, and I feel like it's relevant to another sage soapbox. She is Indian, like card carrying tribal Indian. So is this the one I'm thinking of with the back tattoo. Okay, back up. Yes. Oh, um, he has the back. Okay, okay. He has the back tattoo. His fiance. Oh, wait, hang on a second. Back up, back up, back up. So, again, not trying to be racist here. Are we talking Native American Indian Native or are we American. talking Indian yes. Indian? Yes. No, I, I actually should have said, and I don't even consider that PC because of things. I'm actually wrong. It's that. just I sh- being specific. I, I, I should have said Native American. Yeah, I it's just said being Native specific. American. Yes. He's got a specified dot or feather. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Native American. It's just like with Middle Eastern. She does. Pull she start do, or push start. She does mm-hmm. not. She does not look like it necessarily. She looks very white, but she is tribal card carrying Native American because she has that much blood in her and i remember i had a conversation with her once because she talked about politics and everything else and i swear to god if you say land back i will kick you in the fucking face calm down do you not know me i just hey um you're a minarchist well you're a new anarchist so here's here's the point i made to her and it's this overarching point with using tragedy as politics and everything else is i had this conversation with her she's like well what do you think about all the broken treaties America made with the Native American tribes is like, yeah, that's really fucked up. Just like, so like the Comanches and the Apaches and the Sioux were the predominant Native American tribes that we always talk about because they planted corn and raised it and stayed in their own fucking shit, right? Which is even in and of itself false because we talk about them like they were these unified things like Americans. But they weren't. Sioux, Comanche, Kiowa, 
Iroquois. Those are ethnicities. Yeah. Within that, they had their own tribes. Yeah. And these tribes had their own cultures and their own beliefs and their own interactions with the white men and everything else that the white men at the time didn't understand because they're Americans, right? So every time the Americans— No, they weren't. Every— Every time the American settlers, no, no, at this time, because with the Comanches and yeah, Comanchera, like that was the 1800s. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're that was the 1800s. They're they're making these treaties with like the Comanches and stuff. Sidebar: Read Empire of the Summer Moon. Jesus fucking Christ. Anyway, uh, they're making these treaties with these Comanches, with these Comanche chiefs, and they're like, we just made a treaty with every Comanche, <laughs> and that's just not how it worked. But on the other side, like, well, Trail of Tears and stuff, yeah, that was all fucking horrible. You want to know how the Comanches raided fucking settlements? Yeah. Gang rape the women, kill all the men, uh, kill all the babies, because babies don't work on horseback for these raids, kill all of them, kill everyone who's above the age of 10, and then anyone between about the age of 5 and 10 will kidnap and will assimilate into our culture, and they'll be us. And, yeah. Is that horrible? Absolutely. But when we frame in the historical contents, we don't ever talk about the Comanche and the Apache and stuff. We're savages. That fucking culture is awful. Don't ever fucking talk about it. Erase it. Don't build monuments to them. Don't ever talk about them. Fuck. They are fucking terrible, awful people. We don't ever say that, right? We always say, look at what the white man took from them. For what ex- for what actions exactly? The exact same actions, but in a way that won? And I'm not saying that as an endorsement. I mean, they really just need a better PR. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, I'm not saying this as an endorsement of anything that the white settlers did to them. My point is, they were all doing it. And this... Why do I bring that up with this? Is That is... The big disconnect that the left has. The right has its own disconnect. The right's disconnect is everything is through God, all God, be the glory. And But the left's disconnect is oppression and all these things. Well, how do we fix it? Well, we need accountability sectors. Well, how do accountability sectors switch? Well, we need to stop letting whites be don't employ whites as much. Employ more. Oh, it's like, okay, we'll we'll get more diversity and stuff. No, 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 no. Whites need accountability. Well, how do we do that? Well, they can't be in these specific spaces that minorities are a part of, and they need accountability sectors. Well, they go in, and they can be in their own places, and they can realize and reconcile their whiteness, and the minorities get to prosper in their own places and stuff. Well, isn't that segregation? No, 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 no. Well, it's not my, – my biggest problem – we need to close sometime soon. But my biggest problem with what the left likes to tout is it's not even really about equality anymore because I'm all about equal rights for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Do whatever you want to do. I don't give a fuck. Just don't fuck with me. Um, it, it's not about equality anymore. It's about superiority, and I think we can all agree on that. I mean it, it really is. It, it's it's what is your because again this isn't just me shitting on the left my whole point is what is your justification they will use that as a justification that we are trying to make things more egalitarian and stuff like that and is that that's their just justification for the same for an overreaching of rights for a stomping on constitutional rights for everything else uh, and the Republicans go see what they're doing but then the Republicans are like oh well like 
It's like abortion, man. I don't know. Like, to, see, to me, the left is all aesthetic. Every one hundred percent, it's all aesthetic. But that, and one thing that I did want to mention this podcast, and this kind of ties in, is have you seen the news lately where they're talking about Bitcoin is bad for the environment? Yes. yes. So just like NTCs. Let me, too much let me, bandwidth. Let me ask you a question. You're kill too many trees. Let me let me ask you a question. What is what's good for the environment that we're NFTs, trying to get away not from? NTCs, excuse me. What's good for the environment that we're trying to get away from? Or what's bad for the environment also that we're trying to get away from to become carbon neutral? Fossil fuels? Biggest thing. Fossil fuels. There you go. Cars. That, that is the big We have electric one. cars, right? We're trying to go all electric on our cars. Yeah. You know, the, the lithium just grows on trees. That, that's, Not even. Uh, that's a renewable We'll resource. ignore that. We'll completely ignore it. 100%. Hey, where does lithium come from? Where are you going to? Yeah, trees. fucking mines. Um, Where are the mines at? That's an Africa. Yep. Yeah. Very regulated, very peaceful countries in Africa where people are paid decent very wages well. yeah. and no one ever fucking gets killed. Yeah, and they've got good. They've got doesn't good happen. police force there. Yeah. But anyways, here's here's where I'm going with that. So they're saying Bitcoin is bad for the environment because of electricity usage. It uses too much electricity. Yet you're trying Correct. to get cars that are all electric. That need to be recharged at some point with Oftentimes electricity. Oftentimes by a fucking diesel generator. Yeah, that that part's crazy. Semantics. But do you do you see what I'm saying here? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like there it is a fucking all electric machine, and you're trying to get all electric cars. We introduced this banking system that is 100 percent electric. There's no cars running around distributing Bitcoin. There's cars running around distributing American currency. Dude, but can we, for can real we agree though, with that? Even with, that? even with the audio I mean, issues. And it just it fucking blows my mind the fact that they would say some idiotic shit like an all electronic currency is bad for the environment. But they know people are going to take it at face value and not take the five seconds of critical thinking it takes to realize that that's fucking do, horseshit. Do you, do you want to become a better citizen? You need no. to swallow some, well. No, I do no, not. No, no, no. Let let me let me finish. I'm not saying like be the government system. I was like, do you want to be? Well, uh, let me clarify. Let me rephrase. Do you want to be a better person? No. Swallow your pride. Realize you don't know everything, and this counts for us too. But I do feel like we do do our doo doo. I fucking, fucking doo doo. Do that every time I say this. <laughs> do your due diligence. What a research fight. stuff. Open yourself up to other ideas. We nah. did not come to our political assumptions because it was just fed to us. You could say say what you will about people that are diehard libertarians and ANCAPs. They didn't come to that fucking solution because a bunch of people and a bunch of college professors and everyone else was talking about it and they got, quote-unquote, indoctrinated by the liberal education system to do it. No one... On fucking Earth was ever handed Rothbard or Bastiat <laughs> by a fucking professor or a teacher. I can guarantee you that. You know what's crazy? There was I don't know how true this is, but I've heard on many different um, anarchist podcasts that when they were giving out documents to the FBI and the CIA to infiltrate some of the anarchist groups, they said that these groups will be the 
fucking hardest groups to possibly infiltrate because these people are so fucking well read and they know these names of people that we don't even fucking know. We don't understand why this is important, but apparently they know all these things and they have such an in-depth knowledge of the way that government works and they obsess over this so much that they'll probably pick you out pretty quick because it's really obvious to someone who Correct. doesn't actually care about how government works in a libertarian sense. You don't you don't get to talk with us or like even the circles or the people we talk about on these podcasts and stuff. Uh, the the barrier to entry isn't uh, well, I don't like this one thing because that's going to lead to a whole conversation, and that whole conversation <laughs> is going to very quickly. Uh, not to say that you're a poser or anything; that's not really the thing. But if you're co- like you said, if you're coming in, you're like, "Yeah, I'm about this life," and you can't talk about specific things. It's going to be very apparent. Yeah, that you're yeah. not. Um, to put a kind of put a bow on things because no, we're running late, and Clay's Clay's got to work tomorrow and stuff. Uh, I have a bedtime. And we've been a little bit ranty. Uh, the thing with Chipman. A just little? A little. <laughs> just a little. Uh, the thing with Chipman, bringing him up and everything. Or I, I want it. Let me. We'll get back to Chipman. I swear to God. We'll, we'll circle back. We'll circle back. This. This. You, you do realize we had a subject for this podcast, right? Uh, no, and no. It was no, no. literally I, I, I 100% know, and we never talked about it. So I was under the impression that. <laughs> it's gonna get tabled till next week. I mean, I mean, yeah, the, yeah I mean, the, it is one hundred percent gonna table it till next week because I'm we're done again. The outline, cue the outro, quote unquote outline that we were gonna do was a little bit of current events, and then Gizmo wanted to talk about sovereignty and sovereignty in the digital age and stuff, which is awesome, and we do want to talk about it. Uh, just it all, it all kind of. <laughs> we're, we're just not gonna talk about it at hour three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the whole thing why I brought up David Chipman. And everything he did was to say that even though he was a presidential nominee and stuff, he just got out of committee today. They were supposed to they were supposed to like say whether or not he was going to be the chairman last week, and it got pushed because the Democrats weren't convinced that they had the numbers to do it because he's such a fucking terrible, inhuman piece of shit. Now, he got out of subcommittee today. I thought today was the actual vote vote. Um, it was the subcommittee vote, 11 to 11. Apparently, uh, a tie means that you get to move to Congress. Why well, have a vote anyway? It, but I digress. Uh, so his congressional vote's coming up soon. Hopefully enough people realize that this is an evil fucking inhuman fuckhead. Uh, not even just a stooge. Like, I, I mean, I, I feel like anyone listening to this podcast probably at, at least knows what waco was and the branch civilians and stuff but if you don't okay i know this is our uh is well over an hour in but if you don't know what waco is just stop listening (laughs) uh well i'll say this uh kind of to tie back to what we were just talking about i don't know if it actually made into this recording or not we were talking about the last podcast on the left serial killer cult kind of macabre podcast very popular they they do they're comedians they joke a lot and stuff but they do very well researched stuff they did like a three-part series on waco go listen to it um they don't they're they're very apolitical about it uh they're they're very researched in their details and stuff and why things happen and how they happen go listen to that podcast it will tell you everything you need to know about at least how things went down not necessarily 
an anarchist or a federal view of it, but even with them, it's like when you look at the details and why was the operation done as it did, uh, I feel like if you have any sense that isn't just back the blue at all times, you will come to the same conclusion we do. we did say we're going to talk about John McAfee for a second. This will be a quick 30-second thing. So I John did, McAfee is not a quick 30-second thing. Well, no, it it, it's about to be. Have you seen um, his dead um, man switch that went off? <laughs> uh, John McAfee. McAfee's I do scary. want to say this. Something, what what made me want to talk about it is I was listening to, uh, like I listened to the, um, the propaganda report, Monica Perez. I listened to that every single day. It's a daily listen because they do a DNB or a daily news blast. What is it called again? Um, the prop report, the propaganda report. Okay. And if you look it up on Spotify, it'll be like the propaganda report, and then it's got like it says DNB, and it'll have the title of what they're talking about. DNB okay. is a daily news thing. I got you. So it's really good. It's quick, thirty minutes. It's real quick, but it's it's really good stuff. She's. We'll just do a whole plug for her. Um, the propaganda report is really good, but it's really, in my opinion, it's a bit conspiratorial from my liking. So okay. you've got to really vet it a little bit because sure. sometimes they talk about like some vaccine stuff and like she, her kid is vaccine injured, so she's very anti-vax, and I'm like, eh, so for clarification, you know. not COVID vaccine injured, but vaccine no. injured in general. Yes, okay. he was injured by a vaccine sure. when he was a kid, and okay. now I, I believe he's. I, I don't know. He has some sort of mental illness that was caused by sure, a vaccine. Sure, Anyway. Um, so she's on. very sensitive. Either way, you got to vet it. it. With all listening things, you want to vet things. it a little bit. Um, so on Monday, she actually said something, and this was like hers, hers are recorded day of. Like she doesn't pre-record. She talked about how, um, oh, fuck. There was something in her episode on Monday that was talking about John McAfee. John McAfee, whatever you want to call him. And she said something about his um, the virus that we had, and he was um, his affiliation with Microsoft, his affiliation with, obviously, McAfee Security, and all of that stuff. And she said, I think it's very weird that he is now in a high-security Spanish prison facing extradition to America. We'll find out how that turns out here in the next couple of days. And then the fucker dies. Cool. Uh, I think it's it's kind of weird. When you put it in a light like that, it's like, damn, so, that is kind of strange. So, Clay, I do need to make an amendment to you because Gizmo's right. Clay and I, uh, the other day, we were talking about this when it first happened. I thought it was a Mexican prison. Gizmo is correct. It was a Spanish prison yes. in yeah, Spain. Yeah, he was in Spain, not um, Mexico. For, and, and again, because this is what we're talking about here, we're talking about a man who, I don't know how rich he was. He got very wealthy because of the security, computer security systems and stuff. Everyone knows what McAfee is because your uh, computer will not shut the fuck up and continually try yeah, to make I mean, you it install it. It was software for a hot minute. Exactly. It still is. It still is. 100%. Okay. It is actually the antivirus for Microsoft. So, and he actually, I just want to side note, fun thing, he actually came out with a statement in the late 2000s when they went public in 92 
He left in 94, and in the early 2000s, Microsoft adopted it, and they changed its name. They have since changed it back, but they changed it to, like, I think it was Microsoft Security Essentials is what they changed it to, but it was Microsoft Mm -hmm. Security. And he said, I am so fucking happy they did that. Now my name is not associated with the worst software in history. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, damn, dude. The thing about John McAfee is, is like... He's a legend. I mean, he is a legend, but he was also a real fucking crackpot. And, like... To say the very least. So it's not one of these things where we're talking about, like... uh, this just innocent man and the government did everything out. Like, we know who John McAfee is, right? But what also John McAfee was, was a very vocal man. Um, he was very active in the Libertarian Party. He has run for, he has tried to run on the Libertarian take before. He never gained the nomination, but uh, he's gone Libertarian meetings and everything like that. This man was an active political person a business person all these things and even when he was in that spanish prison which he was in uh to be extradited to the states his crimes were they molestation were they rape were they murder no it was all tax tax evasion actually they had him in jail in spain not for the extradition he um there was some some product that he was selling that he misrepresented. Oh, oh, that was and that was correct. That's, You're a, correct. that's a crime in he, Spain. He, um, he and some associates misrepresented an investment into cryptocurrency or something. There you go. That that's is correct. Right. You are correct. Right. Uh, the expedition was for taxes and stuff. But again, even with all that, not saying it's good. Like that's a shitty thing to do. Uh, but it's blue. what's a shitty thing to do misrepresent yourself oh yeah, yeah. Investments yeah others. but i thought you were talking about tax evasion i was like uh, <laughs> excuse you <laughs> um <laughs> it's all what we consider blue collar crime and this is a man who's wealthy who's everything else and white he was, collar you crime. mean white collar crime oh excuse me i didn't mean white collar what a crime. reader i completely wow i it wasn't even a confusion it's like oh this thing i want to talk about completely said the exact opposite <laughs> White-collar crime, thank you, this is why we have co-hosts. Um, white-collar crime. It's white-collar crime. I mean, people go to jail at these fucking camp cupcake shit all the time for white-collar crime. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and even then, he's in this Spanish prison, and I I don't know if it was through a third party or they just allow you to have cell phones or whatever. He's tweeting. And he's tweeting, but even so, the tweet that he put out right before this that people are circulating is like, you know, I'm not suicidal or anything else. If I die, it's because the government and they schwacked me or whatever it was, and they got schwacked, the, schwacked, schwacked. Yeah. and he puts the tattoo on him and stuff because he's a fucking crazy person. He, uh, but you know, he didn't get that in prison, right? That that tweet that you're talking about, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. That was that was like, before prison. That was years ago. Okay, well, well, ago, okay. Yeah. so here's my conflation of it is, uh, he has definitely tweeted from prison because when he was in that Spanish prison, he put a tweet out. It was like, I am content here. I have friends here. I'm not suicidal. And so it's one of these things, right? Like, is it doth protest too much? And he's tweeting all these things about not being suicidal. Is it suicidal, or did he get suicided? Now, my whole thing with it is, I, 
I'm a little, I'm a little conflicted on John McAfee, not because because he, it's John McAfee. Exactly, yes. exactly. John McAfee, the personality, really gets in the way of John McAfee, the businessman and a man that has lived his whole life in the business of cyber and corporate security, which, in of itself, this is a man who is been made wealthy off of his understanding of how data intelligence works and we live in a day and age foreshadowing for the sovereignty thing that see or that gizmo wanted to talk about uh like i mean he was on the forefront of that mm-hmm. and so i think it's fair to assume that he might know a thing or two about some sensitive shit that other people don't want him knowing about mainly the federal government. Glad Reagan's dead. Hashtag 2021. Um, and, and so I'm a bit conflicted about it. But at the end of the day, if I were to look at the tweets and the things that he talks about and stuff, he was an insane personality. But I've also seen tweets by people who are like, I met him at a libertarian convention. And one of the tweets I saw was like, just so you know, I met John McAfee at a libertarian convention in Florida, wherever it was, and because he was, he bombed the smoke off of me at the front of the convention, and we yeah. had a fifteen-minute conversation, and my I, my whole life <laughs> seems boring. My whole to that life, minutes. compared to my whole life afterwards, my whole life is boring compared to that fifteen-minute conversation with John McAfee, and I just. I have a hard time believing as eccentric and how crazy and he shits on Pacific women for fun. Um, that's not a that's not a uh, innuendo or an idiom, by the way. America, like he had a scat fetish and he shat on Islander women, but he paid them for it. He paid them. <laughs> um, so, mm, but strange, man. just a man with that kind of personality and that kind of mind, it's nice. just. Whether he had something like great to say or not, that is just not the kind of person that like that louder. That's not the kind of person that ends it. Yeah. Right. Like that's. No, it, like I, I agree. He was. He was crazy. I think we can all agree on that. But he wasn't. I don't think he was suicidal. No. No. Like in the I mean, slightest. You got to think about the crimes that he was going to jail for, right? Tax evasion. Exactly. That ain't even and, that fucking and, bad. And that's I mean, yeah, a I mean, long that's time like, in what, prison for that much money. Years? No, that's like 30 years. Uh, Really? Yeah, for how much he did, that's a fucking lot. But that's my thing. It's like even the crime that if like if he white collar crime, dude, he's gonna get a nice prison. That's what I'm saying. Knows that if he misrepresent even in the Spanish prison, if he misrepresented himself and everything, and that's illegal, and he fucking fleeced money from people, I'm not condoning that. Like, yeah, be punished for that and all. But like, those are not crimes. That you slit your wrists over, man. But, well, he hung himself. But, I well, mean, uh, it just... I'm saying, uh, yeah. like, as a... Metaphor. Metaphor, yeah. But, I mean, here's the thing. He was... And, from what, again, from what I understand... Hey, we did still, not spend 30 seconds on John stuff. McAfee. No, we yeah, did not. Um, <laughs> from what I understand is, he was telling Spanish authorities, like, look, they're going to make an example out of me. If you send me back to the States, they're going to make an example out of me. Like, I will spend the rest of my life in prison. And they were like, well, sorry. I mean, that's, that's well, what we got to well, do. I, I, guess, I guess, for me, I'll wait for more details to come out. And then examine the details because, I mean, the details of Epstein came out and they're like, oh, he definitely killed himself. Look at this, Epstein. Hey, Epstein did not 
kill himself. It's probably been a few months since anyone's ever told y'all that because the memes died down. He still didn't kill himself. It's bullshit. Anyway, you know, the the evidence comes out, the more details will come out, and then maybe we can make a more sophisticated judgment then. Do I think that John McAfee killed himself? No. I, but maybe they come out and they're like, yeah, he died in this prison cell because he pissed off a cellie and his cellie stabbed him 20 fucking times. That might be more believable. Yeah, but I believe we'll see, them. We'll see how things shake out. Uh, this is a... Yes, we This has been very, a very long podcast. This has been a very long podcast. been very rambly. Uh, for for good reason. well, though. For good reason. I think we still talked about some good stuff, connected with some shit and everything. All right, guys. Um, this was a happy podcast. Uh, Let's get it out of here. Wait, wait, wait. You're Sage's historical badass. It better be fucking quick. Well, is it ours or it is, is it Sage's? It is. It is very quick. It is our historical badass week. We, it I was don't just, have one. The only reason why I picked him was because we were talking about the 2A stuff, Lexington Concord and stuff. Nathan Hale, uh, a name that most people at Dope. least are like, hmm, what have I heard this guy before? Uh, this guy from Uncharted, right? Yes. Yes, the guy from Uncharted, American hero. Uh, 19th Regiment of the Continental Army, Nathan Hale, George Washington's looking for volunteers to go behind enemy lines uh, in a the early days of the war in 1776, Captain Nathan Hill agrees. Again, this is kind of the cliff notes, but there's not a whole lot of details. I mean, it's a very simple military action. Went behind British lines uh, to collect uh, details on what was going on. As he's making his way back to American territory, he had disguised himself as a Dutch school teacher. Gets caught by the British military. They interrogate him. Uh, they find documents on his body. Uh, war, and I, I want to say that this is still within the Geneva Con- Convention and traditional, like, proper warfare rules. Uh, the Geneva Conventions did not yet exist. It, well, th- this is what I'm saying. I still think even after the evolution of that, this is sure. still a thing. Uh, uniformed people get rights to trial, to all these things. If you catch a spy... If you have evidence that they are a spy, you can just kill them. And I think that is still considered a thing Mm -hmm. to this day. Sounds right. So Nathan Hale, not dressed in continental colors. He's got documents on him. So they're going to hang him as a spy. Put a gallows up on a tree. Uh, The legend goes that they ask him, well, do you have any last words? His last words, I only regret that I have but one life to lose for my country. And they hang him. Uh, my big thing bringing up Nathan Hill now isn't to make you be a fucking flag waver for the government it is kind of what we always talk about and in, in, in also true kind of what we talk about as well is the man believes so much in breaking the bonds of tyranny that especially back then when we're talking about continentals we're not talking about people that had a true concept of I'm an American they were English, and but their culture and their beliefs and where they were from and their families were so different. They're like, we want to be separate. We want to be independent. We want to declare for something that 
better represents us. And they laid it all on the line. And if you're Nathan Hell, you laid even more on the line. And you were already fighting what everyone considered a losing battle anyway. And you went into the trenches at a time and a culture where being a spy was not going to get you medals. Or being an intelligence service was not considered... It was considered dishonorable. You're a piece of shit. They didn't... They, these people weren't allowed to participate in parades, anything else, but you did it anyway because you believed enough in the goal and in the subject to do it. And you get caught, and you don't cry, you don't whimper, you don't shit your fucking pants about it. You fucking give one of the most historic one-liners of all fucking time. And uh, may we all aspire to believe in something so strong. Very well put. To terrorist demands. That no concessions policy remains in force. In spite of the wildly speculative and false stories about arms for hostages and alleged ransom payments, we did not repeat, did not trade weapons or anything else for hostages. The bullet of the bullet Some freedom or some bullshit Will we ever do it bigger Just keep settling for little shit We brag on having bread But none of us are bakers We all talk having greens But none of us on acres If none of us on acres And none of us grow wheat Then who will feed our people When our people need to eat So it seems our people starve From lack of understanding Cause all we seem to give them Is some balling and some dancing And some talking about our car And imaginary mansions We should be indicted For bullshit we inciting Children deaf and pretending it's exciting. We are advertisements for agony and pain. We exploit the youth, we tell them to join the gang. We tell them dope stories, introduce them to the gang. Just like I love a North introduced us to cocaine. In the 80s when them bricks came on military plane. A few months ago I told the American people I did not trade arms for hostages. My heart and my best intentions still tell me that's true, but the facts and the evidence tell me it is not. The end of the Reagan era, I'm like Lemma 12 old enough to understand the shit that changed forever. They declared the war on drugs, like a war on terror, but what it really did was let the police terrorize whoever. But mostly black boys, but they would call us niggas, and lay us on our belly while they fingers on their triggers. They boots was on our head, they dogs was on our crotches, and they would beat us up if we had diamonds on our watches, and they would Take our drugs and monies as they pick our pockets I guess that that's the privilege of policing for some profits But thanks to Reaganomics, prison turned to profits Cause free labor's the cornerstone of U.S. economics Cause slavery was abolished unless you are imprisoned You think I am bullshitting, then read the 13th Amendment Involuntary servitude and slavery it prohibits That's why they giving drug offenders time and double digits Ronald Reagan was an actor, not at all a factor Just an employee of the country's real masters Just like the Bushes, Clinton and Obama, just another talking head telling lies on teleprompters. If you don't believe the theory, then argue with this logic. Why did Reagan and Obama both go after Gaddafi? We invading sovereign soil, going after oil. Taking countries is a hobby paid for by the oil lobby. Same as in Iraq and Afghanistan. And I'm a dinner jar, say they coming for Iran. They only love the rich and how they load the pole. If I say any more, they might be at my door. Who the fuck is that? Staring in my window, doing that surveillance on Mr. Michael Rinder. I'm dropping off the grid before they pump the lid. I leave you with four words. I'm glad Reagan did.